Is Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott a top 10 quarterback entering the 2022 season? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. We have a special guest joining us today on the Lockdown Cowboys podcast. It's Kate Matthew, who you might have heard before on a certain Lockdown Dynasty podcast with uh, <laughs> someone that's also on the show. Kate, how are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. I'm ready to talk uh, about some Cowboys. And it, it's fun because we always get to talk about uh, the Cowboys and some of their assets for fantasy football on the Lockdown Dynasty podcast. And I'm always excited to talk about them specifically with you because, I mean, you are the the resident expert here. And I I get to learn so much from you. So it, it's an honor to to be joining you today, especially on a show uh, where we get to talk about a really interesting bit of news. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, so here's the fun part. Uh, is Landon and I, we, we have our thoughts on deck Prescott and you guys all know them. You, you could probably say the words before we even say them, but it's always nice to get an outsider's perspective. So today we have Kate to, to help us out. So ESPN has been continuing their ranking series. Uh, they've been, polling NFL coaches, decision, make, decision makers, uh, executive scouts. And today they were talking about the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL. Dak Prescott comes in at number 10 uh, behind quarterbacks like Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, Matt Stafford. Okay, I'm just going to start with this. Does that feel like the right spot for him? It feels low, honestly. Mm. You've already winning it, points for the Cowboy fans. <laughs> it does. It feels low. And you know what? But like, Marcus, this is just par for the course on everything we've ever heard in the narrative surrounding Dak Prescott. When he got paid, it was, what's this bum doing getting a paycheck? Like, there has just never been the kind of respect that Dak Prescott deserves, especially for what he's done. I mean, we saw this, this franchise that's been like on the clips of winning. But I don't think anybody saw Dak Prescott coming out of out of really anywhere whatsoever. Mm -hmm. um, and now you're looking at what he's accomplished in his short time uh, since entering the NFL. It ranks uh, ninth in uh, passing touchdowns along with uh, same number as Drew Brees, though Drew Brees has uh, one fewer season. But like Drew Brees, the goat man, yeah. uh, passing yards, ranks eighth in passing yards among all quarterbacks in that span. Uh, but like completion percentage, everything that you could possibly want out of this man. Uh, he's ranking inside the top 10 in every statistical metric and he's missed time. He missed time with the ankle mm -hmm. injury. He wasn't, uh, you know, necessarily a hundred percent in the immediate bounce back there. I'm, I, I'm curious as to what your thoughts are. Cause I think, I mean, man, it, like, why is there such a, a, a 
disrespect a, surrounding Dak Prescott. It feels like there's a big disconnect. And I even see it like in fantasy Twitter versus like real life football, right? Because I, I look at Dak as somebody who 2019, uh, he was phenomenal. 30 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Cowboys had the number one offense in the league in yards. 2020, before he gets hurt, he's having a really nice season. Cowboys are number one in yards before he gets hurt. Last year, he throws 37 touchdowns and 10 interceptions, despite being banged up for the second half of the year. And oh yeah, the Cowboys are number one in yards and number one in points. So if you're telling me that, hey, I, I've got this quarterback under center that's going to lead you, me to the number one offense basically three straight years, how is that guy not a top seven, top eight quarterback? I, I just can't fathom like how do NFL executives put Deshaun Watson ahead of Dak Prescott? And like Russell Wilson last year, not great. And he's aging. Put him ahead. Justin Herbert, who I think is absolutely phenomenal. I think he's one of the superstars of the league. I mean, his stats are very similar to Dak, and Dak's might even be a little bit better. So that's 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 my only real complaint here. It's disrespectful. It's just um and I don't know, like I, I've always kind of wondered what would Dak's uh kind of perception be among you know, the NFL, even NFL players um, in, in general, if he had a dry, a higher draft stock, like I know we don't yes. hold on to that, yes. like uh, throughout a player's entire career. But um, I, I mean, it, it's just always been uh, this question mark of why are we looking at him? Like he's a special talent. Um, he's absolutely a special talent and he, he deserves the contract he got. I'm just, um, I'm kind of fathomed or, uh, without a, without a loss, uh, I'm at a loss for words because it doesn't make sense to me. It's not like we're looking at like Mike McCarthy is like, Oh, well, he's, he's the answer here. Like what, what are we looking at as like the common denominator between this, uh, you know, making this roster, what it has been over the last few years. I don't think we'd say it's Zeke either. Like, uh, it, it all comes back to Dak. Yeah. But you know, I completely agree with your, your thoughts that if Dak was a, um, if he was a higher pick, you know, he would, he would get a boost, but you know, what's so interesting to me, Kate is I, I was looking at the same exact list, uh, from last year and the NFL decision makers had Dak seventh. So what did he do last year to warrant a drop in three spots? Again, 37 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, passer rating of 104.2. Cowboys were the number one offense in the league, and you drop three spots? Um, I, I don't get it. I want to ask you about what type of season you think Dak is going to have this year because you are one of the best uh, in the business at predicting, uh, you know, projecting stats going forward and projecting how a player is going to play. Uh, but before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including Major League Baseball, golf, UFC. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, live betting, esports, and scores. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Kate. As you know, the Cowboys traded away Amari Cooper this offseason. They lost I heard. Wilson. Yeah, I mean, Ugh. still a little bit bummed about the Amari one. But how do you think Dak is going to perform this year with a less than stellar supporting cast? 
I mean, I think uh, like Dak is just a dog and he's going to fight and he's going to um, I think he's still going to hold the Cowboys in there. But I do think the pieces that this team has lost is it, it's going to be a, a challenge. It's going to be more of an uphill battle than it's been in the past. Yes, you have still CeeDee Lamb. Yes, you have Ezekiel Elliott. Yes, you have Dak Prescott. But I do think Amari Cooper was a, a very like important uh, part of this offense. I was kind of surprised. I like, I understand your, your hands are in a bind with Zeke's contract, but I mean, looking at the market and what these wide receivers got uh, in this pay period here of free agency, like Amari Cooper's 20 million per season doesn't feel uh, that bad at all. I worry that we're going to see oh. some regression in terms of uh, the Dallas Cowboys offensive production it's not a huge, huge sample size, but it's big enough in the 25 games that the Dallas Cowboys have had um, where Amari Cooper played. It, it, we see more points. We see them score more points. We see uh, when mm -hmm. they've got Amari Cooper, when they've got Cedric Wilson on the field, they are more productive. Uh, Cedric Wilson had one of the highest passer ratings when targeted by Dak uh, among any of these players on on the Dallas Cowboys like these are going to I think lower that efficiency metric for the Cowboys in general but specifically for Dak Prescott I uh, like the one thing that I'm going to say Marcus is that for fantasy football this might be a good thing for Dak Prescott if he's not able to um you know be more of that that solidified passer if we see that efficiency go down in the the passing game Maybe we see him, you know, start to take off a bit more again. We know he's got the rushing upside. Um, mm -hmm. We might see him, you know, maybe maybe play a little bit more with his legs, which I know from a, a franchise quarterback perspective, you always get a little nervous. Yeah. But yep. that it could be an interesting year for Dak in terms of his fantasy production. I, kid, I have no doubts that he's going to put up big numbers because it's just kind of what he does, right? Whenever he plays with Cal or whenever he's being coached by Kellen Moore, the Cowboys offense is good. Will it be as good as what we saw last year? I, I think that's up for debate, right? But I think it's still going to be a very, very good offense. All right, Kate, let's talk about another player for the Cowboys. Let's talk about CeeDee Lamb because I think a lot of people are expecting him to have a breakout season uh, for the Cowboys, obviously, Amari Cooper is gone. Cedric Wilson has left in free agency. And Michael Gallup is coming in off uh, coming off an injury. What type of season can we expect from CeeDee Lamb? Because if you listen to like the fantasy community, and if you can see on our YouTube channel right now, Matt Williamson has CeeDee Lamb listed as the number five receiver in fantasy. I think a lot of people are expecting a big bounce, or not bounce back, that's the wrong word, a big breakout season for him because he had 1,100 yards last year, six touchdowns. I think people are expecting 14, 1,500 yards. Do you expect that? I'm not sure that I do, Marcus. It, like his current ranking here uh, on Matt Williamson's wide receiver rankings, uh, also a co-host of the Locked on Dynasty football podcast here. Um, it, He's he's quite high at wide receiver five. That feels a little bit rich for me. Um, and it, it feels that way for a couple of reasons. First of all, I want to look at some of the wide receivers being drafted around him or ranked around him here. Um, uh, Mike Evans, for instance, rated as wide receiver seven. 
I'm going to bump him right up and over CD Lamb here because, I mean, the man's done it a million times. We've seen him be the king of volume. My question is, what do we really expect um, in terms of a, a shift for CD Lamb? Because when we're looking at his his rookie season, his sophomore season, we didn't really see a huge shift in in his usage. Only had five more receptions mm-hmm. um, between years one and two. Only nine more targets. Um, you know, it's not as though we saw this this massive shift in. Um, earned target share. We always say targets are earned. They're not given just based on the mm. fact that Amari Cooper's not there. They always say vacated targets uh, usually go to the running backs. Hashtag Tony Pollard. I think you have to be banking on CD lamb to be hitting like nine, 10 targets a game. If you're hoping he finishes in the top five. Um, I, I just don't think that's how Dak Prescott plays the game. He doesn't default he doesn't lock into one specific player. He plays the field. And that's why we've seen so much success from uh, a, a number of assets for fantasy. Cause I feel like they always get drafted kind of low, like Amari Cooper. He was this perennial value um, just was never drafted super high, but he always came through because he'll have those monster games, you know, the upsides there, but CD lamb, you're going to have to bank on consistency. And Marcus, we, we just haven't seen, that ceiling for CD lamb yet, like over the, the past two seasons, um, I believe you've seen uh, four total wide receiver one games from CD lamb in fantasy football. Like, and I don't and know he's that, being that's drafted his as fault. the top dog. Right. And I don't know if that's his fault. It's more because that's just what kind of quarterback Dak Prescott is. He just doesn't pepper guys with well, excuse me. He doesn't pepper one receiver with a bunch of targets. Like last year, Kate, only four games of double-digit targets for CeeDee Lamb. Like, he has yet to have, with Dak Prescott as, as his quarterback, a game with 10 or more receptions. Like, in order for him to become, like, a top three or four fantasy receiver, he needs to just see a lot more volume. And I think there's a lot of people making the case this year that, hey, because there's no Amari Cooper, because there's no Cedric Wilson, he's going to get all this volume. I just... With the way that Dak has played his NFL career so far, we're going into what year six, year seven. That's just not how he operates. Yeah, I think it's probably like the safer, uh, the safer way to uh, approach projecting this team is to add like a couple of targets per game to each of these assets. Yeah, um, and and I, I think that's kind of how this is going to be played. Um, again, give plenty of targets to Zeke, plenty of targets for Tony Pollard. Um, it, it's just the way that Dak Prescott plays football, it's he plays intelligently. Um, he's not a guy that locks into his first read and tosses the ball. Um, he knows how to spread the ball. And I, I worry about that with CD lamb. And I worry about that just especially given his draft cost. It's but if you had, if you had to project uh CD lamb stats this year, again, last year, just over 1100 yards, six touchdowns, 79 receptions, what type of numbers are you looking for CD Lamb to have this year? I mean, I'm going to project him probably right around like 1,250 receiving yards. Um, I think that's that's pretty within the the realm of possibility. I I think right around maybe a hundred and I don't know 35 targets. Like I I don't know that he's going yeah, to get that many more, more than it, last year. Yep. Yeah, like I don't I don't think it's going to be this huge jump. 
I think maybe um, in from years one to year two, we saw a increase in his yards per reception. We might see that go down a little bit without Amari Cooper on the field. We might see that efficiency drop a little bit. Um, and that, that might kind of uh, balance things out in terms of like, if we're projecting him for an increased target share, but those targets are less uh, efficient, then I think we're going to kind of look at the the same sort of season. I, I'm going to have him projected probably right around wide receiver 10 to 12 uh, mm-hmm. on, you know, in fantasy football. And there's no way on God's green earth he's going to make it uh, down to no. where I can draft him uh, for where I project he's going to finish. Uh, I want to talk about one more player, Kate, before we head out. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock up on all the parts you need. But Rock Auto has everything from engine control modules, brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks directly to your door. All prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. And they're the same. And do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now to see uh, to see all the parts available for truck. Right, Locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. All right. Last player I want to talk to you about is Dalton Schultz. So Cowboy fans know that we've got, I think, three or four days until the long-term uh, franchise tag extension deadline closes. Are you guys sweating? The- Yes, uh, no, because it doesn't seem like the Cowboys have really any interest in signing him to a long-term deal. And I have mixed feelings because I think Dalton Schultz is a good player. I think it's pretty fair to say he's not a great player. But is he a somebody that could continue to improve? What are his stats going to look like this year? Kate, that's what I want to know from you. Because if you look at how he's performed over the last couple of seasons, since 2020... He has the fourth most fantasy points among tight ends. Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, and Darren Waller are the only tight ends with more fantasy points. Do you anticipate Schultz having an even better season this year with, again, no Amari Cooper, no Cedric Wilson? I, You know, I kind of do. And again, this might sound counterintuitive to the the C.D. Lamb take, but I mean, the, the wide receiver market and the, the tight end market here, not even comparable. Um, like two targets uh, per game added on to Dalton Schultz uh, projection already. Like it, he was already ranking six among tight ends in uh, targets. So if you add 20 targets to that, yeah, he's going to, uh, that moves the needle more so than it does for a wide receiver in general due to the positional scarcity. It finished just so, so uh, steadily over the course of the last season had uh, 11 weeks where he was a tight end one. Um, Like Marcus, there's just so little consistency at the tight end position. I think Dalton Schultz, especially this year, as long as he's going to be on the field, as long as there's not some sort of like, I'm not going to play on the franchise tag uh, kind of dispute. I think he's going to finish as a top five tight end. We see year in and year out, like a lot of the times that we see, uh, maybe Travis Kelsey is like the exception here, but Mm -hmm. a lot of the times when we see these big boom performances from tight ends, it's because maybe their team lost a receiving asset or maybe they're functioning as their team's true wide receiver one. 
I think Dalton Schultz is going to benefit, you know, from that, that uh, loss of target share, especially while uh, Michael Gallup is still making his return to the game. Dalton Schultz is, is probably going to be on uh, a lot of my fantasy teams. We know the upsides there. And I mean, the floor is really safe out of 17 games last year. He only finished in four weeks where he wasn't at least a top 24 tight end. Like three, like the floor is safe and the ceiling is high. Give me all of the Dalton Schultz, um, please. And thank you. And one thing that I wanted to point out about about Schultz is where he could even be better this year. Last year, the Cowboys used CeeDee Lamb a lot in the slot as like their field stretcher, right? He's the one that's running the seam routes, making plays down the field. I think that could be Schultz this year with CD playing more on the outside. Michael Gallup is an outside receiver. They really just don't have that player that can stretch the seam vertically. And we actually saw Dalton Schultz in the final eight games of the season. He only averaged nine yards per catch. I think the Cowboys have got to find ways to get him the ball a little bit further down the field where he can, you know, make some plays in space. We know he's really good after the catch. So get him the ball when it's, you know, 10, 15 yards down the field and see what can happen. I also think, Kate, there's a good chance that he could lead the Cowboys in touchdowns, uh, touchdown receptions this year. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if he's the one that's getting a lot of the red zone looks. He's getting a lot of the goal line looks. So last season, 800 yards and eight touchdowns. It's 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns out of the realm of possibilities. I don't think so. Your, part, your point, Marcus, on be playing a bit more on the outside. They're going to need him to play more on the outside. Um, they're they're definitely going to need to make some changes. We saw Cedric Wilson play plenty out of the slot last year. They're going to need somebody to absorb some more of those snaps. And I think, I mean, with the chemistry we've already seen from Dalton Schultz uh, with Dak Prescott, like why wouldn't it be him? Um, mm-hmm. it, just get him in the slot, get Tony Pollard in the slot, and we're just going to have a really good time in – 2022 even if we do see a little bit of regression like the Cowboys offense is just always one that's fun to watch but I do think that side of CeeDee Lamb this is a really interesting team for fantasy because it doesn't feel like they're all that properly valued yeah I I agree people are buy low buy the dip so to sum up the podcast you're thinking Dak's gonna have a little bit of a regression this year in terms of a passer maybe a little bit more running cd lamb still a little bit overvalued dalton schultz maybe a little bit undervalued yes last one who would you rather have on your dynasty or soon who would you rather have on your fantasy football team not in week one but like let's say week 14 15 when the playoffs roll around ezekiel elliott tony pollard I'm still going to go with Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, I like, yeah. I, I do I think man, he's just going to touch the ball 17 million times. Marcus, it doesn't matter what, what we want them to do. I like, I think Tony Pollard is just such a stud. I love uh, his efficiency. I love the the way he plays, but I do think that, I, I mean, Ezekiel Elliott, like he's so undervalued. He's going to finish as a tight end or a, a RB one, Yet again, um, I mean, last year performed just on par with all of the elites, uh, despite all of his injuries. Um, just, I, I'm going to also, ugh, I'm going to have so many Cowboys on my fantasy team next year. And I'm not even trying to kiss butt on the lockdown yeah, Cowboys podcast, that. but they are. I, I feel like a lot of these guys are are just undervalued in general. I mean, Zeke, 
had as many 15 or more PPR games as Alvin Kamara. He had more than Joe Mixon, Antonio Gibson, Leonard Fournette. Like he's the guy that won you your league last year that nobody wants to talk about. And it's, I don't know. He's probably going to do it again. It's so annoying, but you know, what's, do it again. you know, what's really fun about the Cowboys this year. If for fantasy, again, I know we're diving into fantasy and fantasy football seasons around the corner guys. So it's okay. It's okay that we're talking about this on <laughs> July 11th, but you could stack the Cowboys offense pretty cheaply this year, right? Because CD lamb is like a second round picked uh, underdog fantasy. Uh, you can get Dak Prescott late. If you want to get Ezekiel Elliott, his current ADP is 40. You could get, you could get CD, Zeke and Dak and Dalton Schultz for that matter, all pretty cheap. And again, as we've we've talked about earlier on the show, whenever Dak Prescott is healthy, this is the number one offense in the NFL. So we'll see, Kate. Uh, all right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. And thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen today. Now make your second listen to Locked On NFL Podcast. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league because an offseason doesn't equal a break in the action. You can follow Kate on, on Twitter at FFBallBlast. You can also check her out on the awesome Locked On Dynasty Podcast, if I do say so myself. Uh, and Kate, before we head biased. out, do you want to tell people about the uh, the draft that we're currently doing right now, the Scott Fishbowl? Oh heck yes, I, guys! If you haven't heard of it, it's it's like just an amazing story. Even if you don't play fantasy football, even if you're not uh, a fantasy football uh, like player or fan, or you don't like the game, it doesn't really matter. Um, Scott Fishbowl annual charity event right now. I think there's uh, what? Correct me if I'm wrong. Three thousand people in this 3, charity league teams. tournament. Yep. Um, just absolutely uh, just bonkers. So you've got a million drafts going on right now. Um, and the goal is all to raise money for charity. So like mm -hmm. uh, in the past, they've they've raised so much money for Toys for Tots, um, given so many kids an opportunity to have an, an awesome Christmas and not feel mm -hmm. left out of the action. Uh, this year, I'm playing in uh, the Pawnee division, which parks if, and Rec. we have yeah. parks and rec, baby. If anybody has any, uh, it, any spirit in them here, like Leslie, nope, let's go. Um, uh, and you know, like our charity this year for every, every time we win an event, we're going to donate $5 to, I think, uh, we found the like parks and rec of Indiana, like the actual oh, department and we're going to make, uh, some donations there, but it's such a good spirited event. Um, it, you know, you can follow along with picks. Uh, my first pick was, uh, Patrick Mahomes at the mm. one Oh three. I'm liking it. I went with Jonathan Taylor at 104 in the King's Landing from Game of Thrones. Uh, a lot of fun. Follow along. <laughs> uh, you can follow this podcast at Lockdown Cowboys. Check us out over on YouTube. Uh, you can follow me at Marcus underscore Mosier. We've got guests lined up all week with Landon being out on vacation. Uh, so we'll see you guys right back here on Tuesday. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>